Hey, welcome to the Metaxas Podcast. We hope that through honest and transparent conversations, we can all move from feeling hurt to being whole as we work to create a more balanced life and find peace in our everyday. Hey, welcome to the Metaxas Podcast. It's me, Seth. I'm sitting here with Gabe, who's trying not to laugh at something I just said. Yo, yo, yo. Um, Tom. What's poppin'? <laughs> I was you, hoping you'd you guys come. thought I forget. I was no, hoping I you'd come I back. I knew to you that. remembered, and yeah. I was anticipating every moment. Um, wonderful! It's good to be back with you guys. Um, so last week we talked about mental health and uh, just kind of the general look at a vast topic that we want to try and cover uh, throughout uh, some of these episodes. But today. Uh, we're going to talk about emotional health, and that's a part of our wholeness, and that's a part about becoming a whole person and, and kind of finding balance in our life in between this, this metaxis uh, of, of being in between something. And I think emotional health is most certainly uh, an area where a lot of us will find ourselves in between um, something. You know, I, I can't tell you how many times I feel like I've heard people say, I, I really want to do this. But I also feel like this is important or yeah. this is right. And there's, so obviously there's, you know, they're, they're feeling something for these two options or, you know, they have this moral dilemma or this, you know, whatever. And, and that may not fall necessarily within emotional health, but mm. they're feeling and they have an emotion. And so they're, they're, oh, what's the word? Just caught up in the middle. Yeah. yeah. They're metaxied. Yes. Um, metaxied. I'm not sure if I'm using that right, but we'll we'll find out if somebody comments on this or something. But um, so the two major questions I have, and Tom and Gabe, I know you guys have questions and issues you want to address as, uh, as well. But the first one that I want to address is very simple, very very broad, encompassing. But what is emotional health? What is it? Can you touch it? Can you can you hold it in your hand? Gabe, do you want to? Can you can you dump it, it on a woman? That's Wait, a reference what, to the office. By what, the way. what was that last one? I I missed that. Can you dump it on a woman? Oh, that's what Dwight. That's what Dwight shoots. Well, says. good save. I forget what he's talking about, but that's what he says. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's in there. Is it possible to dump your emotions on a woman? I think. <laughs> I think yes. I think that's possible. But, okay. Fair. But for the sake of of this podcast, we're going to move forward. Um. So that's a great question, Seth. What is emotional health? Well. Emotional health could be described um, as a person's ability to accept and manage feelings through challenge and change. Mm. Um, and someone who's emotionally he- emotionally healthy can allow their emotions to be digestible. So, if that makes sense, is it, does yeah, you, I, you follow you track. I think I think everybody knows um, when they see an emotionally healthy person or an emotionally mm. unstable person when they when they see one. Like so, like if you're walking down the sidewalk, that's an like, emotional. Okay, that is an emotionally healthy young man right there. <laughs> is that what you mean, Tom? Or do you mean to say what I mean when you know somebody? When you know somebody, okay. and I just want to make sure for those who are they listening, can, they can emotionally regulate. Wow. Or emotionally very visual okay so I, so i think two words just came up that i think are really interesting when we're talking about the definition from emotional health and gabe you said that it's the ability for someone to digest mm-hmm. the emotion mm-hmm. and then uh tom you said it's it's the ability for someone to regulate mm-hmm. that emotion right mm-hmm. so um 
I, I, I think that with emotional health, like a part of being healthy emotionally is the ability to process your emotions and, and not to, to digest, yeah, right? Process. Um, but then the other side of that is that you're able to regulate, you're able to tell yourself and, and guard yourself from feeling a certain way just because something happened and your feelings aren't uh, reactionary because you've been proactive about deciding this is not something that's going to affect me this way anymore. And you've, you've sort of built this resiliency yeah. to a situation. Um, and, but oftentimes that, that could also come across as like a numbness. Like I, like I, I was going to like try and clarify cause emotions are n- interesting because they are one of the few things that you can't control. Okay. So, um, Seth say I punched Kevin. My seven-month dog. Yes. <laughs> seven-month-old dog. Yes. yes. You, despite all of your superpowers, cannot stop uh, the feeling of, like, either confusion or being upset. Sure. Those just come. I would be upset, too. There's... Uh, everybody. Kevin's cute. Uh, but those emotions come. You can't get in front of them. Right. So, um, with digesting, what's going... And regulating... That's saying, what's go- what am I going to do when they come? Um, whether through Gabe, um, not with when you digest an emotion, that's not pushing it aside, or that's not saying I'm bigger than this, or that's not um, giving in to it. Um, that is uh, processing through yeah. it. Where yeah. like regulating is putting a throttle on it. I I think that the the good. The cool thing about the word digesting is what do you do when you digest something? You poop it out. <laughs> Get rid of it. All right. <laughs> when you uh, when you digest something, it's your body absorbing that thing. Oh wow, that's really good. So when you so you know when you're talking about digesting your emotion, it's you picking it apart, absorbing it, and and like you said, not really. I mean. And, and pooping out the bad parts, I suppose. Yeah. Right? Um, but, yeah, it, it's it's like you said, it's not about pushing it away. And I, something that you brought up, Seth, is you said it's not the lack of the presence of emotion. It's like the numbness was sure. the word you used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is the lack of emotions does not equal emotional health. Mm. Uh, just just as the lack of mental illness, like we talked about last week, doesn't equal mental health. Mm-hmm. So someone who's who's emotionally numb doesn't show or maybe doesn't show emotion. Someone that you see and you're like, oh, they they don't seem to express themselves a lot. They must be really healthy. They can just, yeah. you know, quote unquote, regulate that. But it's not necessarily the case. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean you're emotionally healthy. And, you know, within the definition that I gave and also a little blurb here before I continue, most of the information that i'm bringing in i I got from positive psychology.com so i want to make sure i give Mm. credit where credit's due um and it's a great um website that you i think everyone listening should check out um but specifically in the definition that i gave that that i got from positive psychology.com is is that it's a person's ability to accept and manage feelings through challenge and change and i think it's interesting how they say accept and manage through and not accept and manage if 
there's challenges right. if there's change because one of the really interesting things um about being human is we all we all suffer that's a common denominator of being human sure is everyone experiences suffering you know and you can't control a lot of things that happen to you and like you said these natural reactions that we're calling emotions here um for the sake of this argument it's it's being able to accept and manage those things and i think Mm -hmm. that's really what we're talking about here and then finding that middle that metaxis is is then that acceptance that management digesting regulating Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and i think um along with uh, digesting and regulating just the the process of processing um gave like you said like the absorption of this this type of information um this this emotion or this feeling is the the ability to do that is probably the most crucial part to our emotional health uh simply because um not doing so actually does nothing to promote health um it's it's sort of it's sort of an indifference towards your emotional health the the decision to not process uh that suffering or that joy or whatever to just kind of let it be as it were um what what you're doing is you're just letting it sit right like if you choose not to process something that just happened to you or something that just happened to your friend or something that, you know, you are, you are feeling the emotional weight of, you choose not to process that in, in whatever way is, is beneficial and helpful to you, whether it's talking to somebody else or journaling about it or, um, literally just screaming, um, which I feel like quarantine, yeah, quarantine has like, there's a there's a TikTok that I, I'm on TikTok, but I have not TikTok, so oh, I'll just say that. God. All right, but there is a TikTok where there's a family in like a kitchen dining room area, and they're all doing this chant, right? And As they're you all, do. Then they're clapping and they're going, "Everyone needs to release their steam. Everyone needs to scream." And then they say it again. Everyone needs to release their steam. Everyone needs to scream. And then they'll point at somebody and someone will say, you go first. You go first. And one of their, like, teenage sons just hops up on the table and is just, like, at the top of his lungs. Have fun editing that. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But just at the top of his lungs, there's this, like, crazy, weird cry, like, is, is just the funniest thing. Um, but yeah, it's cathartic. It's like, and even watching it, I was like, oh man, that felt good. Like somebody, somebody has expressed (laughs) in, in no words, what no words can express this feeling of being stuck inside all the time. Um, and then you add on top of that, um, this, this COVID-19 pandemic, I mean, my hope is that we would never ignore an issue that's happening today on mm-hmm. this podcast, but there, there's obviously severe racial tension in our country mm-hmm. and there are protests around the entire nation for justice, not just for one man and not just for, for a, a small group of people, but for an entire community yep. um, that black lives do matter. Mm-hmm. And the, the protests are going on against, you know, police brutality and s- systemic injustice and, um, there is an emotional weight to that that uh, 
as a white male, I could never fully understand, but, but I'm in the middle of having to process through the pain that I am watching happen with my own eyes and feeling in my own heart. And so, although I will never feel, feel the pain and feel the suffering that the black community has felt, um, I, I, I feel obligated in a sense to still process that pain Mm. as if, as if it were my own, because these are, these are my people too. Mm. Um, and that's just, that's just something I think right now, like personally, like that's where that's, that's the emotional health processing stage I'm in the middle of, um, is, is trying to figure out how do I process this? Cause I, cause I can't relate to that. Yeah. I, I, I can't relate to this pain and I know there's things I can do and there's things I've been trying to do and, um, to, to bring awareness and to, and to get more, um, you know, knowledge and, and information out there. But as far as processing the emotion, um, it's been difficult, you know, it's been really difficult and, and, and just knowing, uh, you know, some of my friends that live in these areas as well, um, that, that are being, you know, still on national television now, brutalized by, you know, police forces to stop bringing awareness and to stop bringing justice. It's um, really frustrating. Yeah. And I, what a hell of a week to do um, emotional um, health. Yeah. With um, the unfortunate killing and murder of uh, George Floyd. Um, and you, you brought up catharsis or scream therapy. Mm, yeah. Um, it's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. It, but that made me think of like the, the entire nation is protesting right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did my social worker, social justice duty. I went out to my local protest and it was great. It was peaceful. Um, there was, it was a great demonstration of, our rights as Americans to exercise the ability to stand up to authority. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, and I think I asked myself, why are we doing this? Cause, because it is unacceptable the way it, like you said, Seth, a community has been treated systemically mm-hmm. and, or, um, it is unfortunate that this happened so we have an entire nation protesting about something that they feel Mm -hmm. i also want to keep in mind um the protests that have been happening in hong kong yeah we have passed the one year mark Mm -hmm. of people continually standing outside and protesting and taking down surveillance cameras and not some peaceful, some, which we can get into that, but some peaceful and some not peaceful. And why are they doing it? Because they want to keep their freedom mm-hmm. from the Chinese state. Um, so all this to say, how do we make sure that we are staying emotionally healthy or as i would advocate emotionally in the middle Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Yeah, and uh, and just real quick, um, Gavin, I know you have you have some some important thoughts on this as well, but um, some of the things that I've been doing to that that have helped to process, but have also helped me to understand e- even just a minuscule amount. Um, there there are some some documentaries and some movies out there that I think are very insightful and helpful, especially for uh, white privileged individuals. Um, one of them is the Thirteenth. It's a documentary yep. on Netflix. Fantastic. That, um, we are not getting paid to talk about, but it, it is important that you know about it. Literally just watched it again today. And um, talk, if, if you really want to understand the systemic injustice that, that America is is in um, and, and operates within, go watch the 13th. Uh, and the other movie actually just came out, uh, I think a couple years ago with um, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, it's called Just Mercy. Mm. And it's, it's about yeah. the... Um, uh, the EJI, the Equal Justice Initiative, um, and uh, based on true story, um, and there's there's just some scenes in there that, again, just made me nauseous to sit through, um, knowing that um, even if this was a fictional movie, um, that that was still a very real part of the America not so long ago that I that I live in today, and. Um, but but it was based on a true story, which made it even more nauseating to um, to 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 sit through and try to understand. But it's important that we do. It's important we we feel sick for a moment, so that those who have those who are sick of the system can can get to a higher place in it. And so um, uh, those are just a couple of them. There's so many more, so many more. I think uh, to constantly encourage. Um, open thoughts and open thinking and making sure that we're thinking critically. Um, how would you feel if you were a white cop right now? I know two, maybe one in my hometown in Ohio, mm-hmm. they're, they're just doing their job. Nothing really crazy breaks out in Vandalia, Ohio. Uh, but to be deemed or sorry, to be demonized, because of the wrong actions of someone else is uh, horrid. Mm. How are their emotions? Agree, maybe, because they're being prejudged before they can even demonstrate their character. Sure. Scared. Uh, um, I don't think the news has been showing it, but uh, people have been throwing rocks through policemen's uh, windows threatening their families um, and someone's emotion of anger at the system is being taken out on an individual and their emotion of being scared they want justice for what the wrong that has been done to them sure so it's this massive cycle of um, something ha- um, gave perfect wording you had was conflict uh, conflict and confusion that just comes up we react to it and then that creates a ripple which hits somebody else which mm-hmm. creates a ripple which mm-hmm. hits somebody else which creates a ripple that's so um the i think one of the things that i find most important that we bring up when talking about emotional health is that idea of being grounded Mm -hmm. what are you going to do when that anger pops up Mm. 
are you going to a young man um, that I believe wrongfully murdered um, in Minnesota? What am I going to do with that? Am I going to go burn down a local business mm -hmm. and steal? Or am I going to peacefully protest? Or am I going to do nothing, right? Right. I think there's a lot of thoughts. And as we're talking about emotions, a lot of feelings that are brought to the forefront, obviously, in a situation like this. And Tom, I appreciate you bringing into discuss this discussion more than one perspective. Oh, that that's the middle. That's, that's the that's the point of this podcast. Yes. Yeah. Um. So and collect my thoughts here, so as not to deviate too far from what sure. we're trying to yeah. talk about today. Um. Just to share some thoughts, I'll keep it brief. Because we could do a whole slew of episodes on on just what's going on right now. Yeah, and there will be for like a absolutely yeah. like there's no way that this this moment in our history is gonna end systemic injustice uh, and mm -hmm. all that. And there, so there's gonna be plenty for us to talk about yeah. and to educate on. But yeah, um, but but for now, this is where our country's at, and this is where this is where our our middle's at as well. Yeah, and so I guess I guess one of the thoughts that you know I I had I I like to. I like to mirror my personal actions, feelings, and thoughts in terms of this topic is after um, Martin Luther King. And oh, when he said that... One of my greatest heroes. <laughs> um, is when he said that, you know, darkness can't drive out darkness. Hmm. Light is what you need to drive out the darkness. And in saying that hate can't drive out hate, but love is the only way that you can drive out hate. And mm -hmm. so I, I like to, in, in this, in these instances where we're talking about this, like you mentioned, Tom, this cycle that happens and this confusion and conflict, I like to keep those thoughts in mind. And, and honestly, I guess the one thing I can say is as someone who, who also, you know, attended my local protest and who has the intention of continuing to do so um, in a peaceful way, is that as a for those of you listening as you wouldn't be able to tell uh, as a person of color um it was very encouraging to see what that looked like in action mm -hmm. um people of all beliefs all colors all races all creeds all ethnicities all backgrounds coming together um in such a way was something extremely encouraging to me as someone who's been a victim personally of biases and prejudice um and so i think that as long as we continue to do the right thing continue forward and not let this be a passing fad a popular thing to do mm -hmm. um and like you were like you were talking about seth i think for those who don't know to educate for those who don't know what to say to position themselves in a way to humbly have those conversations mm -hmm. and f and figure out how they can ally with um with the black community and the community of us who, of 
us who have, you know, felt the weight of oppression, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not going to say that I've, my life has been terrible or hard um, because of the color of my skin. I have had, I've experienced some hard times and yeah. some unfortunate situations, but I, I am not trying to make this about me. I just think that this is really encouraging mm-hmm. to see what's going on. What would both of you say, not to challenge MLK, but what would you both say to um, driving out the darkness with light? That's a pretty bold one position saying that darkness is bad and light should overcome it and it should all be bright sure my my argument is that's not the middle to completely eliminate black and only have the color of light Mm -hmm. that isn't the middle sure but i think you have to understand that light also casts shadows Mm -hmm. and um that none of us are ever going to be perfect so when when the light does come in um, it's not coming into an empty room. It's coming into a room full of, uh, full of people who have been oppressed, uh, full of people who have been uh, marginalized, isolated, ignored, uh, misunderstood, misheard. And so that light also, will, again, cast shadows and um, darkness, will, darkness will exist. So there's not going to be, but I think the, the, the problem, and I think what uh, Dr. Martin Luther King was probably trying to express is that um, there is an overwhelming darkness. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there was no balance. And so the, the way you balance darkness is to add light. Yeah. And so I think, I think that's what I would say to not, to, not to oppose him, but to, I think, balance the statement out um, yeah. to, to bring clarity is that there will be darkness still, but um, the, the presence of more light will help to balance yeah. um, the scale. And so, man, do I wish we lived in a world with no hate? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wish we lived in, and, and Tom, before we start recording, you, you had some thoughts on even, you know, what our world would look like without these things, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But, um, uh, it's, it it's, it seems almost impossible to imagine a world without them, mm-hmm. but I, I have to believe in a, a future and a tomorrow with less of it. Mm. Oh yeah. So. I, I would say in response to your the the prompt that you just gave, Tom, and I think that I see what you're saying, um, and the whole you know premise of this again when we're talking about metaxis, the middle, that balance. Hmm. I think from a theoretical point of view, when you're talking about opposing ideas, I think finding that that middle is definitely you know in this instance we're talking about the words dark and light but i think the difference in a way i see what you're saying and i think that is important to have that middle when we're talking about opposing viewpoints but um what dark and light represent and what he's talking about is love and hate yeah and i think that you know most people would agree that we could use a lot more love than we can use hate sure um and i think that's the point that um the Reverend King right. was trying to make was, and, I, and, and I know that's not yeah. what you're saying. I know no, what no, you're no, saying no. is it like, no. yeah. we should have equal hate <laughs> and equal love, but, and, 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 and there's, all right, I'll, I'll just keep on this thought. <laughs> um, yeah. I, but I, I think that, you know, kind of to, to respond to that, if we're talking about, um, 
something different, yes. But in this case, I think, I think yeah, an overwhelming amount of love to drive out hate yeah. is 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 the and, goal. And 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 I don't think too that um, I don't think that people are born with ideology. I don't think people are born with a theology and I don't think people speak are speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, those are things that are learned and indoctrinated into people. And so, um, that's, that's what is, is hurtful is that, uh, people are growing up in areas of our country, all over the country, not just in the South, but all over the country, um, being, being taught that, uh, they, they need to have a certain perspective about a certain type of people or person yeah. or whatever, um, you know, and that, you know, they need to go back where they came from or they need to speak English because this is America or that. And, and, and those are things they are being told as kids. Um, those are things they are hearing from parents and stuff like that. And so, yeah, they repeat it and they, they reciprocate the feeling because they feel that someone they loved was hurt in some way. And so now they're, they're feeling unjustified pain from a residual feeling that someone has. It's, 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 that's where there's unbalance. And I think that's where our country needs to, needs to find balance again, is that, um, you, you, you can't, you can't grab onto, you can't grab onto love if you keep holding on to hate, um, cause your hands are full mm. and, mm. um, that's a good, that's a good, you, you, regardless of how you grew up or what you thought, like you have to be open to listen and understand if you've never experienced it, then you, you like my parents would always tell me like, you know, Hey, have, have you had any of your peas yet or your green beans or whatever? I was like, no, like, I don't like them. It's like literally the first time I've made them for you. Like, have you had them before? I was like, no. <laughs> right. And they're like, well, how do you know you don't like them if you haven't tried them? Right. Right. And so people growing up with with skewed perspectives of ethnicities or, um, you know, ideologies. people of color, ideologies, um, they've never taken the time to try. Mm. They've mm. never taken the time to listen and understand. And so, um, yeah, of course, you're going to stay that way. You yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, that's where I think there needs to be balances is in individuals to understand i think under the 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 willingness to understand is the not not the great equalizer but the ability to become balanced mm -hmm. um there's no guarantee you will there's no guarantee you'll find that middle mm -hmm. and and stabilize but i think that it is a significant place to shift your perspective to yeah so so um, i'll i'll yeah. defend that position and it was a thought experiment and yeah i do apologize if I got too into the philosophical, but no, no. I always think of, um, you know, when you're a kid and those like rainbow parachutes. Okay. Yeah. Like, like in gym class. In gym class, yeah. you would like throw up and catch air under and like stuff like that. Yeah. That's what I view emotion. Red is anger. Mm. Green is disgust. Blue is sad. Yellow is confused, right? You have this big old wheel of different colors. Mm -hmm. And to completely remove like one of those triangles 
you that's a rip in the parachute yeah. and it completely right. uses purpose yeah. right there's a reason that people need anger and there's a reason that people need love or they need confusion or stuff like that mm-hmm. the where the issue i think this is where i'll make the connection where the issue comes in where the darkness comes in is when someone um either focuses or steps outside of the bounds of an emotion mm. meaning um let's let's take um an unhealthy ideology of um joseph stalin it, that was pushing paranoia and hatred way further than it should have been mm. yeah and uh, when you push that then you lose things like compassion or empathy um if we're pushing this um movement that has been going on for the past 200 400 years right mm-hmm. it um if we're pushing um i think dr king's message wasn't it wasn't to completely eradicate um hatred it was to harness almost mm-hmm. I, I mean sure. look at and it's unfortunate that we don't follow um his likeness or others like him like um nelson mandela mm. um the peaceful protests mm-hmm. the stand-ins the um uh marches the i always think of the selma march uh, mm-hmm. stuff like that where that is you I just had this thought Martin Luther King cared about injustice but he cared about the other side as well mm-hmm. he always taught that that if if this whole thing's going to stop it's because we are going to love them mm-hmm. even if they hate us right um so what about in in what scenario do we love the cop that did something wrong? What scenario do we love the system that has been abusing um, the black community for years? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, African Americans make up 60% of the prison population and the rest is everybody else, mm-hmm. right? Numbers don't lie. Yeah. And... So there's all sorts of stuff in that, but at what point are we going to be emotionally whole, be that entire children's parachute and step outside? So here's another question. Do, do the, does the family of Mr. Floyd, how do they love the police officer that wrongfully killed their son? Is it for asking for first-degree murder? Sure. I don't know. Yeah. The, these are Tom Nall questions. These are the, the questions, yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I like that analogy that you had of the, of the parachute because I think there's, there's an importance. So, so hatred is just a word for an intense feeling, an intense disdain or disgust Mm -hmm. it's 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 just an elevated emotion that we might call something else yeah 
like anger or dis- like you said disgust um and i think that there is there is place like you said you brought up a point where there i think there's a place for hate something that brings up something so intense in you that you have this strong reaction to mm. something i i think that i think that martin luther king I I would venture to say I can't speak for him, but I would venture to say that he that he had hate, hate for things that that he saw being done to his brothers and sisters. Yeah. Bringing this full circle to emotional regulation to emotional health, he was able to accept and externally digest digest and and and, and it showed on the mm-hmm. outside because through his actions and his words he was able to turn something like as negative connotation as hate and say okay i'm gonna digest this mm-hmm. i'm gonna get rid of the bad and i'm gonna use that to fuel my love yeah fuel my sense of 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 right and wrong mm-hmm. and i think that is where we come into this area this middle of this metaxis of emotional health mm. um and so that's why I, I think the good point of you know the question and and i didn't take it the wrong way i knew what you were trying to say in terms yeah, yeah, yeah. of like you know what where's the balance in the light and the dark sure. i think that's where it is yeah mm-hmm. there is, is being able to because as we started off with emotions are these are these just things that that happen Fickle monsters. Uh huh. Uh huh. And the and the and the thing is that these issues, and whether it be big, systemic, deep rooted issues like the ones that we're facing today, or daily hassles of life, mm-hmm. they present opportunities to practice responses, emotional responses. Hear this: emotional responses rather than reactions. Hmm. To allow emotional health to flourish. So when we react to something, a reaction is automatic. Yeah. A response is a choice. Right. It's thought yes. through. Yes. Yeah. So through daily, whether it's daily hassle or big systemic issue, they present an opportunity for us to either respond or react. And mm. I think that's where emotional health, the middle is. Because we're going to react, but how do we respond? Um, that's really good. I'm just writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of lost for words right now. It was, it was kind of unintentional this, the the direction this conversation yeah. took, but it, I, I, I I do think it's important. I think it's important to all of us Absolutely. here that we we address issues we face today, not just as individuals sitting at the table, but as uh, as Americans and as people who uh, who want to side with those who are suffering and those who are those who are going through it. Um, and, and, and so this, this has everything to do with emotional health because, uh, even sitting, uh, at home from time to time watching the news, I, I, I can feel myself being drained Mm. of, of, of just from pure exhaustion of information and day in and day out. It's, it's something, some, some other protest that, um, you know, uh, antagonizers showed up at or agitators showed up at and started looting or there was there was you know more police brutality for for reasons we we don't know you know and and i think that's what's so exhausting is that half the time 
no one can accredit a reason to what is happening. And so um, I, I think that's another part of emotional health that we can get into at another time is is the, the draining aspect of the emotions you take in when you mm. don't have the time to process them. Um, but uh, I, I think kind of shifting gears just a little bit, I want to I want to answer this question yeah. um, is what does uh, what is the role of emotional health in our overall health? Right. So Ooh, that's a good one. So if we're talking about being holistic people and we're talking about, um, you know, these different aspects of our our life that need to be healthy. Right. We talked last week about mental health and this week we're talking about emotional health. What role does emotional health play in our mental, physical, spiritual, social aspect of life? They are Lo- loaded question. I know they are all connected. That's that's yeah. what part it plays. Yeah. It it you can't separate all of those factors that you, that you just mentioned. You know, the physical, the mental, sure. the emotional, the spiritual. All of them are connected, and there there have been studies done on the effects of emotional health and um, emotional distress and what it does to our minds and our bodies. You know, there was one study um, that showed that ailments like cardiovascular disease and immune system repression can be linked to emotional distress. Yeah. Um, so emotional distress leaves people susceptible to physical illness. Yeah. And then you think about if you're physically ill, that affects you mentally. Yeah, that, uh, sure. If you're if you're experiencing something like chronic cardiovascular disease or um, immune system repression, that 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 is a hundred percent going to affect your your mental health, your psyche. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, yeah. And so to to have you know empirical studies done on on something like this, it shows just how important emotional health is. And again, I I know that that's something that we talked about, which is really incredible. How it's funny every single every single aspect if one's out of balance out of whack the other ones start to short circuit and there that's where we find our metaxis right because having that that balance of everything right now like just just because you have uh emotional health just because you're emotionally healthy does not guarantee you're going to be physically healthy mm-hmm, though. Mm-hmm. Right? No, no, so, no. So, it's, so it's cause correlation doesn't equal causation. Right. Right. We don't want to. We don't want to. Wait. Say that again. Correlation, correlation does, does not, not equal, equal causation. causation. Wow, that was great. <laughs> Both of you. Have you not heard that before? I have heard that, oh. but the fact that you said it at the same time, I thought was so great. Um, mental health. <laughs> but yeah. So <laughs> social working. <laughs> so there, there is. Uh, just so there's an understanding between anybody list, if anybody's listening, if you're out there, <laughs> all right, if you are listening, um, we want to make sure you know we are not saying to my mom, yeah, to our, our dear one listener. mom and all my siblings, <laughs> um, yeah, we're not saying that just because you take care of yourself emotionally means that you will be physically healthy, mentally healthy, spiritually, socially sure, healthy. Yeah. Um, I I just want to make sure we say that because I don't want anybody to take what we say and like. For some no, I'm, reason, I'm you know, glad. Yeah. No, I'm glad you clarified yeah. that. It, it, I in in the point, um, I hope that you know people will get is that it is important because they're all linked. And that, like you said, it doesn't necessarily mean that if you're mm-hmm. emotionally healthy, everything else is gonna fall into place. That's what's so complex about us, is that you know all of all of them could be good except for one, mm-hmm. and and then there there goes you know throwing out the 
when you say the the baby with the bathwater. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. As they say. As they clinically <laughs> speaking. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, and and I I think it's important to know that too, so that we don't uh, fool ourselves into thinking that oh, I'll just handle the easiest one. And then let the others take care of themselves because they're mm-hmm. all linked together. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. then, if I if I focus on one area of health a lot, mm-hmm. it'll bleed into the other areas. But what I think it does do is I think that emotional health promotes health in other areas yes. of your life, but it doesn't guarantee it. That's you still have to do the work in those areas. So yes, I think um, like everybody is great at some things and everybody is trash at other things amen and the tom null prescription is that is exactly where you should be tom is not a doctor uh and please do not take anything that i say (laughs) with medical um accuracy um but i think there to those listening i think there are things that you do emotionally amazingly yeah there are um areas where you can either care for someone or care for something with extreme proficiency Mm. or you can console someone with extreme proficiency or um you it's a gift there's a there's an inclination towards being able to do those things yeah did you just want to use that big word inclination is that a big (laughs) word is that a big no, I've yeah. used that word several times Incline in my life. <laughs> I can count them on both hands. I can count them on both hands. At least seven or eight times yeah. I've used the word inclination. Nine times. It's... I'm sorry. No, it, <laughs> I just, I, I think that I keep pulling us off topic. Back to emotional health and how it plays into the overall yes. perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, man. Just the middle. <laughs> Just take the good with the bad. Punches and the kisses. Punches and Oof. the kisses. Yeah. At the same time. Which hey. would, which would you rather have first? I'd probably rather take the punch first. Really? Get it out of the way. Get the bad news out first. Yeah. And give me the good oh, news. The, what are you talking about, Gabe? There's plenty of psychological um, studies on would you rather have pain that's going to feel like a 10 for um, one second or would you rather have pain that's going to feel like five, but it's for 10 seconds? So you want to get it out of the way. Ooh. Uh, see, I, I don't know. You so, take the punch no, second? No, 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 no. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen, 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 listen. Linda, Linda, Linda. Who's Linda? I'm referencing a YouTube video. Um, I hope someone understands that. <laughs> <laughs> the millennials and Gen Z will get it. All right. Um, but here's here's I what one, I want one, to... One, sorry. Express, please. So when it comes to good news and bad news at the same time, mm. I need for that person to scale each of those. I <laughs> <laughs> scale from one to ten. How good is the good news? Yeah. I scale from one to ten. How bad is the bad news? Well, that's Set. a good point. Because Set. because context is everything. Because I believe I believe in the differentiation principle. Which I'm not sure is real, but I'm making up right now. <laughs> it's which means it's now the Spencer principle. Which means that if I get a seven on the good news scale mm. and a three on the bad news scale, then my overall news is at a 
four. Oh. I could so deal, you, I could you math it out. A, I could deal with a four, oh. right? So so or or you can look at it the other way and you can say I, you can say, Okay, I've got a I've got a three in the bad news scale, but I've got a seven in the good news scale. So really like my my good news is at like a or my bad news is at like a 10, I guess, if mm. like in a good way, I'm still working out the details. <laughs> I'm like, okay, no, I but, get that. I yeah, get that but, because, but I need you to scale it out. No, it makes sense because honestly, like if you, if I was, if I'm been applying for my dream job right, and you're like, dude, I opened your mail. Wait, first of all, why'd you do that? But I opened your mail. That's a felony. That is prison job. You got the job. Right. I'm like you said, I'm at that, I'm at that 10. Right. Yeah. And then the next thing you tell me is like, but I clogged your toilet. You know, like I don't really care sure. about the toilet. Good news. Sure. I like, clogged I it with your acceptance letter. You had to mail in. Yeah. <laughs> That's the bad news. By the right? way, by the way, you're out of toilet paper. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, okay. Like, <laughs> well, that might be a bigger problem these days. Your bad news is already at a 10 <laughs> if you're out of toilet paper these days. But no, I get what you're saying. That makes sense. Because yeah. at that point, like, who, who cares about the, the yeah. smaller thing? The principle of differentiation. Ooh. Just, the Spencer principle. I like that. So, Although, I already sent in something to the patent office, so don't try, to, don't try to steal that from me. Right. I still have to Google it to see if it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but Tom, I think that um, you talking about the... 10 seconds versus oh the one second yeah 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 that i think that um segues into a really interesting you know blurb that i wanted to add to this concerning emotional well-being quick question for you guys like what what would you describe keeping it keeping it secular what would you describe as um our most precious commodity as human beings Commodity being as something you can consume. Cons- commodity being consume, w- collect, acquire. It, it, it's just what is what? Is, okay. Be intellectual okay. or let material. Me, do you, or, let me let me change do you, this. Do you want this? Okay. What do is you, the most precious thing to us? Okay, as human beings. Yes. Something that is just like inherent value. One of the most inherently valuable things to us as people. I would have said peace. Peace. I I, I would say connection. Okay. What is it, Gabe? Was I right? Time. Punch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't, I knew the, yeah, this, I knew the answer. This wasn't that. about right and wrong answers. This yeah, was just, yeah, it was yeah. Just, no. It was just trying to... <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make you guys look dumb. In front uh, of our global oh, audience. <laughs> no, but um, but could you could you track with me on that? Yeah, yeah. Time. Sure. Time. You, Can't get it back. Exactly. Spent. So, yet. Yet. So... One one of the one <laughs> Oh gosh. Uh, I, I need a I all right. Time. So in terms of emotional well being, there's been, you know, a lot of research and studied studies done. And this is we're kinda getting a little more practical here. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm just trying to kinda chug us along. But one one of the things that has been shown to have um a pretty big effect and impact is um, perceived time pressure, hmm. time management, and and I mean because you think of time, time is something that that you can only spend. You can't really acquire it. It, it is a constant moving mm. thing yeah, that we have at our disposal, 
And a really great quote that I love by Louis, um, Louis Cosolino is he said that time is a matter of being emotionally present. Hmm. Wow. I like that. I like this Calamino guy. <laughs> Calamari. <laughs> um, get it right. Uh, Louis Cosolino, he said this, and th- think about this for a second. If you measured your life instead of seconds, yeah. because he's saying time is a matter of being emotionally present. Hmm. If you measured your life, how much um, in, in terms of how emotionally available you've been hmm. in life just not i mean with people sure but like in general what how old would you be right now how old <sighs> like if we measured our lives and how emotionally available we've been how much time have you been here Seth? yeah <laughs> i would i would like to say that i've that i've i've, I've been around but i i and and maybe this is just the the eight part of me where I I am looking at, looking at myself a little bit. Sorry, I brought the Enneagram back in. Still don't know a lot about it, but I'm an, I'm an eight. <laughs> but I like so, to talk about it. But I learned, I'm, I, you learned it. You learn by talking about it. Um, learn by teaching, not by talking about it. Okay, well. <laughs> learn by educating I yourself. Can, 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 we, can we please? I can't teach about it if I don't please, talk about it. Can we please get something straight? <laughs> please don't think you're... you're <laughs> informed about something because you talk about it a lot and another full circle speaking of time we're out of it and, uh, we're... another full circle moment i think that's a very relevant topic right so, now but so anyways anyway i i i in, in terms of being available in Any- time and the Enneagram, I think, I think it's probably just a little bit of my personality when I think of the, the times when I wasn't available. So I, I would like to think if I look back at my entire life, my entire 30 and a half years of life. You don't look a day over 29. Thank you so much. Um, I, I, I would like to think that I was, that I was more available than not. But uh, sure. I, I, I feel like that question would have to be left to the people who knew me best throughout life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah. Yeah. And I guess that depends on how you define emotional availability as well. Yeah. Um, for the sake of this podcast, I'm talking about being aware of cognizant and actively trying to, not be in control of, but, you know, digesting your emotions, Mm. not just because it's easy to be emotionally unavailable in the sense that repression, repressing emotions, ignoring emotions, not working on, now I understand, not working on, you know, just kind of letting these things pass over you. Yeah. So the thing that got me was the whole cognizant piece. Mm -hmm. Like, um, uh, there's an old saying, don't be a slave to your emotions. And like, uh, emotions are like an ocean. You just ride the waves. Yeah. Uh, but like, what's up, bro? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, smack the lip. That's <laughs> a YouTube video, Seth. <laughs> anyway. I know about the YouTube. I, I know about the tubes. <laughs> I go tubular all the time. <laughs> Full circle. Back to what I was saying. Emotions are 
emotionals like are like emotion emotionals. <laughs> I'm, I am broken. Emotion- what's our, what's our timestamp right now? <laughs> we are at just over um, two, two and a half oh, hours. Right. Anyway, it, but that cognizant piece. I yeah. wouldn't say that I like I clicked on within the past like three years. Mm-hmm. Like I up until that point, it was just like gone with the wind. And then over these past three years, it has been refining mm-hmm. and digesting and regulating mm-hmm. and being completely understanding of why why did I do that? Or sure. why am I going to do this? Or what is the purpose behind this emotion? Yeah. And and I mean this you know, that that quote and this idea of of you know, time being commodity it was just kind of all to 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 highlight the importance of yeah of you know how are we how are we spending our lives are we Mm -hmm. spending it trying to work on our emotional health trying to be as emotionally healthy as possible as mentally healthy as possible as physically healthy as possible you know trying to find that metaxas trying to find that middle in all of this Mm -hmm. um and we can debate philosophy and wax eloquent about Please. what is our greatest commodity time mm. piece connecting um but you know the point here was to just kind of highlight again like i said the importance of of emotional yeah. health yeah. in our daily lives yeah. well to wrap up yeah how what can we say that how do we get emotionally healthy you do you guys have any I have a few thoughts. Do you guys have anything to add before I No, I no go take for it. it away. Okay, Gabe. awesome. Well, so here's just some practical ways that to our listeners that you can work on improving and maintaining your emotional health. Um, practicing mindfulness is a great way to improve emotional health. Um, and conscious improvements in mindfulness um, provide fu- fuel for resilience. Hmm. which is something that we didn't talk on a whole lot, but touched out on it at the very beginning. But I think, yeah, yeah. but not, yeah, we, yeah. we didn't go super into it, but being emotionally resilient is a big part of being emotionally healthy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so mindfulness death definitely helps with that. Another thing would be nurturing social connections. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there's been a really great landmark landmark study led by house, um, that a uh, lack of social connection has more of an impact on your well-being than smoking or obesity. I believe it. Wow. So um, just to kind of talk about how important being socially connected and having your social support is to your emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, it creates a positive feedback, feedback loop for well-being um, in terms of your uh, emotional as well as social and yeah. uh, psychological well-being. Um, also kind of talking about that interconnectedness, physical exercise, um, a great way to help your emotional well-being, yeah. And that's just biological. You know, you talk about if you go for a run, for example, those endorphins, yeah, that'll kick your, uh, that runner's high. Yeah. yeah. Kick, uh, kick your levels of serotonin. Yeah. Way up. Norepinephrine. Dopamine. One of those. Dopamine. One of those. (laughs) I'm a master student. (laughs) Anyway, um, it's good for you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And and, and that proves as well, like, that this connects to our mental and physical health as well. So it's not not just isolated to promoting 
our our yeah. emotional health but the things that we do to improve our emotional health also may not directly benefit but they help to promote other healthy areas in our life yeah yeah um and another way to stay emotionally healthy is learn how to forgive forgiveness i think mm. is there's a lot of emotion tied up in that word the ability yeah, yeah. the ability to forgive yeah. and we can think that we've can't everybody's definition of forgiveness is mm-hmm. different whether you hold on to a little bit of it or you completely forgive but um if you are wronged learning how to okay i was wronged um but i'm not going to i i do not deserve to carry the weight of that yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you get to deal with that yeah mm-hmm. right um i think learning how to forgive is a huge asset when mm-hmm. talking about emotional stability. Absolutely. And I think that were you going to say something? I said? was agreeing. Oh, okay. I was verbally agreeing. <laughs> yep. Testify. Testify. Um, and I think that that leads into my last, you know, little tidbit for you guys in terms of practicality and emotional health is an, another great way is appropriately expressing your emotions. Mm. And I think forgiveness is definitely a big one in that. Um, and, um, specifically practicing the ability to put words to the emotions Mm. flowing in and out of our lives. That's tough, man. Be Mm -hmm. specific in your, or be precise in your speech. Yes. Mm. Yes. Um, Because like we've talked about, you know, these emotions are things that are flying around, you know, inside of us. And we often don't take the time to digest them, Mm -hmm. which is a word that we've been using, but, digesting them part of that could be just put put words to it what yeah. what is what does other than you know i'm mad mm-hmm. you know okay that's fine but okay why are you mad what 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 are you feeling in that anger yeah what what are you what are you trying to express what are you trying to release yeah. that's like that's kindergarten level emotional processing boom and specificity promotes honesty and honesty promotes action. So when you can be specific about how you're feeling, you then, then you can do something truly helpful for yourself. Um, that's all I got. That's just oh, what came That was out. great. Yeah. Mic yeah. drop. <laughs> Mic drop. So with all of this, here's some things that you can do leaving this podcast. Go for a run, right? Go mm-hmm. work out. Go do something. Um, go go meditate for however long oh, you decide. Yes. Find find a quiet place. <laughs> yes. Go to a, a lakeside somewhere, some socially distanced place, and, yes. and just think look, about something. Yeah. Look or think about your, nothing. Or look if, inside of yourself. What has happened? Journal. Yeah. Journal. Journal's That's a huge one. one. Yep. Um, talk and talk to somebody. Talk to somebody. There's um, a reason Freud is a household name. Talk therapy revolutionized. Yeah. Um, and, and just, just to encourage you, if, if you feel like you need to talk to somebody about something, regardless of what it is, you just feel these emotions and you need a way to get them out and you, you're not really quite a journaler or you haven't found a way to do that effectively yet. Um, find someone who will be willing to listen to you as you figure out how to verbally process those things. So, um, a close friend, a relative, a counselor, somebody like that, um, has been very helpful and beneficial for my life. And so, 
um, I would definitely encourage any of those things um, to promote some emotional health for you um, this week and moving forward. Yeah. Anybody else got any, anybody else? Anybody else got anybody else? Anything? <laughs> no, I think that's it. I'm I, good. I'm Gucci. Okay. And that's uh, what's popping. Damn it, Gabe. <laughs> I was going to do that. I was going to say, and with that, that's what's popping. Oh, and just, man. And just pause and say it, and we'll go back and edit. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And with that, that's what's popping. helped you move from feeling hurt to being whole and that you were able to create a little bit of a healthier lifestyle for yourself your family and the community around you check us out on social media with at metaxas podcast and let us know what you'd like to talk about and we'd love it if you took a minute to let us know how this podcast is benefiting you and what you'd like to be different we'll see you next time on the metaxas podcast